Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I'm your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from beneath the Fiery Cross on a hillside at an undisclosed location in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman Show, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece, then follow up with some mainstream media news articles, and give my honest opinion on each one. So let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Klansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, August 18th, 2022, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Monkey Poxing Around with Don't Say Gay. Florida recently passed the Parental Rights and Education Law, which was rather straightforward and commonsensical. Specifically, as NBC News reported at the time, HB 1557 prohibits classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in grades K through 3. How novel a concept, not teaching these inappropriate topics in school to under age 10 children, instead leaving it to the parents to decide if and how to breach these discussions with their young children. The corporate media and the left went berserk that schools couldn't teach or encourage first graders to choose their own gender. They falsely labeled the law the Don't Say Gay Bill, despite the law not containing the word gay. That catchy phrase was a hit among far-left Democrats, so they found a new use for the Don't Say Gay, attaching it to the latest health scare, monkeypox. If only this monkeypox was a bit of playful monkey shines, it would be a non-issue. Instead, this is a global health emergency, as the World Health Organization declared a few weeks ago. At the time of this declaration, there were 16,000 reported cases of monkeypox in 75 countries and five deaths, but no deaths in the U.S. A dozen-plus Americans die in Chicago on an average weekend due to criminal gun violence, but that doesn't seem to raise to the level of a health emergency. The Biden administration, quick to jump on the monkeypox train, also declared it a public health emergency in the U.S. Is this truly a public health emergency or simply a convenient distraction from inflation, recession, open borders, and a rogue FBI and Department of Justice? Monkeypox is not a novel virus and generally is not fatal. Instead, it is a nuisance disease that is quite selective as to who it affects. 
first discovered in 1958 in monkeys. The first human case was in 1970. Monkeypox is almost exclusively, exclusively confined to the gay community, specifically men who have sex with men. As the six-word replacement for the formerly used single word, gay. The CDC says that 99% of monkeypox transmission is happening between men who have sex with men. Why did the World Health Organization declare monkeypox a global health emergency? Their explanation is because it has spread around the world rapidly through new modes of transmission about which we understand too little. The same could be said about the radical, radical Islamic terrorism over the past two decades, but that isn't called a global health emergency. Yet, in the same UN announcement, they acknowledge, for the moment, the monkeypox outbreak is concentrated among men who have sex with men, especially those with multiple sexual partners. They understand plenty, not too little, that monkeypox is almost exclusively confined to men who have sex with men. Yet, the health authorities are playing the don't say gay card. The CDC recommended that people take a temporary break from sexual activity until considered vaccinated, limit their number of sexual partners, avoid spaces for anonymous sex with multiple partners, use condoms, and wear gloves during particular sexual activities. They avoided the elephant in the room, specifically the highest risk group, and their zeal to don't say gay. Proper public health means identifying a disease and its risk factors with recommendations to avoid high-risk behaviors, particularly if such behaviors occur predominantly in a particular population group. Health authorities target weight loss messages to the obese and smoking cessation to smokers. It's not to stigmatize, but instead to be honest, directing resources where they are the most needed and will provide the most benefit. To the left, however, being honest creates a stigma. CNN reports, there's a stigma over the government's response to monkeypox. NPR agrees, as monkeypox spreads, know the difference between warning and stigmatizing people. Why is it stigmatizing to acknowledge reality that monkeypox is largely driven by a particular behaviors in a select population? Is it stigmatizing to men that prostate screening is targeted towards men or that breast cancer screening is targeted at women? Viruses aren't concerned with stigmas or wokeness. They spread among susceptible populations without concern for political correctness or anyone's feelings. AIDS was treated similarly, public health officials saying that everyone was at risk, when in reality it was a disease almost exclusively limited to gay men, IV users, and blood transfusion recipients. 
awareness campaigns at the high-risk groups made far more sense than telling everyone that they were at risk, needlessly scaring most of the population or who were at almost zero risk of contacting AIDS. We also saw this with COVID, treating all populations the same in terms of masks, distancing, and vaccinations, rather than focusing attention and resources on the most vulnerable groups. Like it or not, viruses do not discriminate and don't give a wit about equity and diversity. Instead, preying on the vulnerable, regardless of gender, sexual preference, skin color, or religion. In other words, viruses are not woke, unlike government and public health agencies. Apart from don't say gay, the CDC is also saying don't say STD. From the CDC website, monkeypox is not considered a sexually transmitted disease, but it is often transmitted through close, sustained physical contact which can include sexual contact. So it's transmitted through sexual contact, but it is not a sexually transmitted disease? How exactly does that work? On another website, the CDC notes that monkeypox spreads through oral, anal, and vaginal sex, or touching the genitals, the penis, testicles, and vagina, or anus, of a person with monkeypox. That description sure sounds like that of an STD. Unless the CDC has redefined sex like the Biden administration redefined recession, perhaps Bill Clinton can comment on the definition of sex as he redefined it during his Monica Lewinsky flame. Sex was different than sexual relations. Maybe that applies in Arkansas, but not to the rest of us. The CDC's own definition, STDs pass from one person to another through vaginal, oral, and anal sex. So monkeypox fits the CDC definition of an STD by the CDC's own description. Yet it is not an STD? I'm confused. This only makes sense to the CDC. I wait Dr. Fauci's clarification for such nuisance. Finally, there is this fly in the ointment, the potential relationship between COVID vaccines and impaired innate immunity, as the recent paper in Food and Chemical Toxology describes. The Lancet published a study several months ago that showed the immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of the COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. Wouldn't this possibly be of interest to the CDC? Or is this verboten to ask about or discuss? Is it simply a coincidence that monkeypox has broken out now rather than a year or a decade ago? Even in the heyday of AIDS in the 1990s, we didn't hear about monkeypox. The CDC's mission is to protect America from health, safety, and security threats, both foreign and... How is ignoring science regarding monkeypox 
and transmission, providing better health or safety. Why is the CD not following the science? In their effort to don't say gay, the CDC is doing a disservice to their mission and to the public they are charged with serving and protecting. Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Subscribe to the Knights Party newspaper, The Crusader, the premier voice of white resistance in America. Published quarterly by the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, the oldest and largest Ku Klux Klan in America. Actually, the oldest and largest white nationalist organization in America. Find out what's really happening today in our great country. A year subscription, mailed within the United States, is only $20. International delivery available as well. Call for rates and to start your subscription today. 870-427-3414 Oh, Canada Looking for a fight? You'll find it with Canada's premier voice in white nationalism, Mr. Paul Fromm, with his show, The Fighting Side of Me, every day on White Pride Radio, only on AltRightTV.com. I dare you to step into the ring. Okay, let's get into this Thursday evening's news articles. Uh, I guess I'll start with this one, since uh, the commentary dealt with monkeypox. Uh, this is a little disturbing. Uh, this comes from the news source, The Daily Caller. And the headline is, Scientists find evidence gay couple gave monkeypox to their dog. Uh, I've said many times on the show... I don't read these articles before I do them on the show. If the headline looks interesting, uh, I can usually find something to say just about uh, to any uh, article I find. Uh, so I didn't read this article. And uh, I'm kind of hoping uh, that this uh, dog didn't get monkeypox from these two homosexuals uh, the way I'm thinking. Let's find out here. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention updated its guidance Friday to cover transmission to animals after a paper published in The Lancet found evidence of transmission from human to animal in France. The Lancet paper highlighted the case of two gay men in France who are believed to have spread monkeypox to their dog. 
The case is the first known example during the current outbreak in the Americas and Europe of transmission from humans to an animal. Um, evidence of monkeypox transmission from person to dog. After owners contracted monkeypox, their greyhound presented with symptoms. Uh, monkeypox virus DNA from dog was identical to the owner's. Uh, we call for uh, we call for further investigation on secondary transmissions via pets. Uh, two men in France, one age 44 with no less HIV, and the other age 27 without, came to Paris Hospital with skin lesions on June 10th and were subsequently diagnosed with monkeypox. Twelve days after the onset of their symptoms. Their four-year-old male Italian greyhound developed lesions as well. The dog was given a PCR test, which came back positive for monkeypox. Genetic sequencing of the dog's virus and the virus found in one of the men confirmed them to be exact matches. The two men who lived together but had a variety of sexual partners said they shared a sleeping space with the dog at night. Uh, oh boy, let's hope it doesn't go there, uh, folks. Uh, the authors of the Lancet paper suggest that the virus found in the dog was a real canine disease and not a simple carriage of the human virus in an animal, and that individuals should consider isolating animals from monkeypox-positive people. After this case was published, the CDC proceeded to update its guidance to list which animals are susceptible to contracting monkeypox and how human-to-animal transmission might take place. Uh, the agency does not recommend isolating pets from monkeypox patients. The CDC also has not recommended that gay and bisexual men limit their number of sexual partners to reduce the spreading of monkeypox despite the World Health Organization making that recommendation weeks ago. Both the World Health Organization and the Biden administration have declared monkeypox a public health emergency. Um, now, it didn't say uh, how the dog uh, got this monkeypox from these two homosexuals. Uh, one can only imagine um, in the uh, uh, commentary piece, it said different ways that monkeypox can be spread. Uh, hopefully, this isn't how the dog uh, got this monkeypox. But here's the deal. And just like the commentary uh, said, you know, we're not supposed to uh, stereotype individuals uh, with this monkeypox. But it is most definitely a homosexual disease, period. Just like AIDS, a homosexual disease. Uh, this isn't something that straight people, uh, heterosexual people, uh, should have to worry about. But that's what we do. Because the way these uh, viruses are transmitted, uh, just like monkeypox, uh, you don't know uh, who you're in the grocery store. You don't know what products uh, some uh, uh, guy... Uh, uh, maybe was touching his uh, partner around anus or 
uh, penis or wherever, and then goes to the store and grabs a box of Aunt Jemima uh, pancake mix. Oh, that's right. Uh, that was racist. It's now called uh, uh, Mills or something. Uh, but anyhow, then you come along and you touch the same box that uh, uh, this homosexual uh, just touched. And guess what? You're susceptible then to monkeypox. This is a homosexual disease, and these sexual deviants are transmitting this disease among heterosexual people. Plain and simple. There's no way to sugarcoat it. That's what's happening. Uh, if it wasn't for homosexuals in America and us tolerating uh, the homosexual agenda in America, guess what? We wouldn't have to worry about monkeypox. We wouldn't have had to worry about AIDS either. Uh, but uh, there you go. Uh, let's talk about this. Let me bring this up on my screen. Uh, you know, we have all of these uh, illegal uh, aliens uh, coming uh, across the border. And it's made to sound like uh, uh, these people are such... Uh, America-loving people, uh, a peaceful people, I guess uh, we are being told uh, that these people are. I'm still looking for the article here. Uh, give me one second. Okay, here we go. Uh, this article comes from Fox News, and the headline to this is, Senator Blackburn warns migrants on Texas buses are threatening drivers. We need to end this. Uh, we certainly do. Uh, we shouldn't have started this. Uh, these people aren't peace-loving, family-oriented Christian people coming to our country. These are third world deplorables, gang members, uh, drug traffickers, sex traffickers, uh, criminal people coming to our country. Uh, let's get into this and see uh, how these ungrateful uh, third world degenerates uh, threatening bus drivers. Uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn, a Republican from Tennessee, is sounding the alarm on the ongoing border crisis, warning President Biden's policies are to blame amid a migrant influx. Blackburn joined Fox and Friends Monday to discuss how the crisis at the southern border has spiraled out of control as Texas Governor Greg Abbott continues to send busloads of illegal immigrants to cities nationwide. You know what? These people should be sent to the Democrat-run cities. The pe send them to the people that invited them. I sure as hell didn't invite them. And I'm sure my listeners uh, didn't invite them. So these people that invited them that thought these were such great people, these are the people that should have to care for them. Not us. Not our tax dollars. And we're going to get into another story about where your uh, hard-earned uh, tax dollars are going uh, to these third-world deplorables. Uh, the article continues here. Uh, what have we heard 
what we have heard is that they are threatening the drivers from time to time. And they're wanting to get to where their friends are, Blackburn told co-host Steve Dosey. Uh, they look at Steve as a safe passage, if you will, across the country because they're being given that free bus ride to wherever they want to go. And, of course, the sanctuary city policies that made cities across the country have these large cities, big blue cities, not Chattanooga. But they have set up, the cartels have been free to kind of set up shop. Uh, they have their hubs, she continued. That's where your gangs are located. That's where the sex traffic and trafficking operations are located. Huh, sounds like a great bunch of people, doesn't it? Sounds like just the type of people America needs, huh? Uh, Abbott has sent migrant buses to places like New York City and Washington, D.C. this month in a bid to spur action to mitigate the crisis. Tennessee is a common place for the migrant buses to stop as they make the trek to the East Coast. Last week, McDonald's employee was forced to call the police after migrants were repeatedly panhandling for food and money. Panhandling. Not asking for a or a job. Panhandling. These people aren't coming here to work. They're coming for handouts. Uh, crime has escalated, Blackburn said. Imagine that. Uh, you look at the crime rates in New York and these sanctuary city mayors are now complaining. They should be talking to Joe Biden. Uh, this is his policy that has caused this. And they are basically rolled out the welcome mat and said, we're going to be a sanctuary city, give benefits, voting rights, privilege of citizenship, she continued. It is estimated that more than 6,000 illegal immigrants have been bused to Washington, D.C. in August. We need to end this and allow our southern border to be secured and give these governors the ability to secure these communities across the southern border, Blackburn said. Uh, no kidding. Gee, who would have ever thought uh, uh, opening the southern border and inviting uh, these type of uh, deplorables into the country? Who would have thought that they were setting up gangs and uh, sex trafficking shops and uh, uh, things like that, cartels? Gee, who would have thought about that? Uh, which th that brings me to uh, this next story. Uh, New York City, guess where these people uh, are being put up? Uh, you would think maybe a uh, little hole in the wall, uh, motels and, you know, things like that, little run-down uh, places. Uh-uh. Uh, this this article comes from the Washington Examiner, and the headline to this is, New York City to move asylum seekers into famous Times Square Hotel. That's right. You know, we have veterans living in cardboard boxes on the streets, and we are putting up third-world degenerates in posh hotels. Uh, if you don't see a problem with that, you have to be out of your mind. Uh, you cannot be a uh, patriot, an American-loving citizen, and not have a problem with that. You know, now, uh, I'll say this. Many wars uh, were fought uh, for the Jew. 
uh, you know, Israel stirs up uh, 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 stirs up wars in the Middle East. Uh, they can't uh, fight their own battles, so they uh, incorporate America into the mix to go overseas and uh, fight for them. So you know, a lot of our American servicemen don't realize just who uh, they are fighting wars for. Uh, so, you know, and I'll hear a lot of people put down um, uh, our veterans. And that is wrong to put down our veterans because these these men and women uh, went and fought wars to keep us safe. Uh, and, you know, not realizing exactly uh, who they were uh, fighting for, uh, which is the Jew. Uh, so I'm a person that, that I think when uh, uh, we are called to the, the Middle East to fight some uh, a war for the Jews in Israel, that is wrong. Uh, we should not be killing off our white men and women uh, our military uh, personnel to fight to fight for uh, what the Jews cause. Uh, the Jews have been kicked out of 109 countries across the world. There's a reason for that. America should be the 110th country to kick the Jews out of. But anyhow, uh, our veterans deserve everything that they can possibly get for their service. Uh, and I, like I said, I know people that it, uh, um, are against uh, uh, veterans or they will say uh, bad things about them because uh, they were actually fighting uh, a Jewish started uh, controversy. But, you know, they, they didn't know that. They didn't sign up. I know a lot of veterans uh, that uh, signed up. They went off to war. They went to the Middle East and, and they fought wars. And they didn't realize who they were doing it to or doing it for uh, until, you know, years later when they come back. Uh, then they realized, you know, you know what, I wasn't even fighting for uh, America. I wasn't fighting for uh, American citizens. So, you know, uh, I have the utmost respect for um, any veteran, uh, uh, man or woman. I have the utmost respect for them, and uh, this really uh, irritates me when I'll see uh, articles like this, knowing that um, we have veterans in cardboard boxes living in the streets going hungry, and here come these third world degenerates uh, coming for handouts, not for jobs. Uh, thanks to uh, Joe, uh, Joe invited these people, and now being housed in a posh hotel. Uh, New York City is reportedly planning to use a famous Times Square hotel to shelter hundreds of migrant families seeking asylum in the United States. Some 600 migrant families could soon be housed at the Row, New York City, which was once known as Milford Plaza, sources told the New York Post. The move comes amid a tiff with Texas, which has been sending busloads of migrants into the Big Apple and growing homelessness crisis in the city. So, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the black mayor of New York City, Adams, I believe it is. 
this is his retaliation to uh, all show Governor Abbott uh, housing immigrants in a posh hotel. This is his way of getting getting back at uh, uh, Governor uh, Greg Abbott for sending uh, these migrants to uh, his uh Democrat, black-run city. This black man will uh, spit in the faces of veterans just to get one over on someone for sending people that he invited to begin with. Uh, This is why our forefathers, when they set up our government, it was supposed to be run by whites only. This is a white Christian country, America, a Christian country. Our government is to be set up with nothing but whites running it. Not Muslims, not blacks, not Hispanics, white people. And, you know, as some, well, some people may say, well, oh, that's racist. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Go to any non-white country in the world and see how many white people have uh, government positions in a non-white country. I don't have the statistics right here for it, but uh, my guess would be uh, zero. That would be my guess. They damn sure don't have as many white people in their government as our white Christian country has non-whites in our government. I can guarantee you that much. So this is uh, a reason why uh, uh, this. I say this uh, uh, Adams, I believe that's his name, I might get into it here in the uh, uh, article. This is why non-whites don't belong in our government. Uh, They're working on an agreement, a contract, a source told the news outlet. It'll be here at this hotel, but they'll keep the Department of Homeless Services shelter on a certain floor. But that hasn't started yet. Uh, they said a month or two. Prices for hotel rooms at the Road, New York City, vary based on the time of booking and room type. A standard room with a queen-size bed came in around $414 when reviewed by the Washington Examiner. So this is one of the dumpiest rooms. One of the dumpiest rooms in this hotel is $414 a night. Who's getting that bed? Not some veteran living on the street. Some third world degenerate is getting that bed in that room. Uh, Behind the scenes, officials have been scrambling to devise a strategy to shelter the migrants and ease the burden imposed on the city's shelters for the general homeless population. City officials reportedly sped up plans to find a temporary shelter amid an influx of asylum seekers entering the city. New York City Mayor, yes, that's who it is, New York City Mayor Eric Adams previously warned that the city's shelters were facing a surge of migrants. Well, Mayor Adams, what do you think the southern border states have been facing? Uh, You know, this Adams is one of the ones that welcomed these people. Uh, uh, so many of these places that welcomed these people stood up for these people and said, yes, welcome them. Everybody deserves a chance uh, 
that America provides. Well, guess what? They're panhandling. They're uh, abusing subscribers. Does that sound like people we need in this country? I think not. We America uh, crime problem. Thirteen percent of our population causes over half of our uh, crimes. So I really don't think we need any more criminals uh, coming into America. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott has publicly admitted to targeting the Big Apple with busloads of migrants, including asylum seekers, as his administration seeks to ease its migration woes and win political points with his base for shading blue cities. Since mid-April, the Lone Star State has shipped nearly 5,000 migrants and over 100 buses to blue cities as Washington, D.C. and New York City. This is where they need to go. Let the people that invited them take care of them. We don't need the burden. Now, you know, there, pretty much uh, uh, our tax dollars are going to put these uh, third world deplorables in posh hotels. Uh, Adams has defended the city's stance toward illegal immigrants and mused about sending a bus of New Yorkers down to Texas to campaign against Abbott during the midterm elections. We should not be blaming people who are seeking to leave a place that is harmful to them. That's why I was at Port Authority greeting the bus, Adams said. Well, there you go, buddy. You want to greet them? You take care of them. Same with D.C., same with all of these blue states and cities that uh, uh, wanted these and invited these uh, third world deplorables. You take care of them. Don't burden the rest of us with people that we didn't want here. Now, let's see. Well, you know, I've mentioned uh, 13% uh, of America's population that causes... Uh, over 50% of our crimes. And let me find this article. Okay, here we go. Now, you know, uh, in America, our white history is being erased. It's being called racist. It's called, uh, called uh, uh, white supremacists, bigots. Uh, talk of how Whitey oppresses the black people, uh, how Whitey had them as slaves. And, you know, uh, I've said it a million times, but just in case uh, somebody new is listening to the show, the slave trade was all over the world. It wasn't uh, exclusive to America. And it wasn't just black people as slaves. My Irish ancestors were slaves, treated much worse than the black ones. And guess what, folks? Whitey didn't go to Africa to get these people. It's made to sound like Whitey, whenever they're in ships and was running through the jungle, gathering uh, these people up uh, and whipping them and putting them in chains and dragging them to America. Guess who brought them here? Guess who owned the ships? that brought the slaves to America. 
Jews. Look it up if you don't believe me. They were brought here on Jewish ships. I've seen the uh, logs, the ship logs. Uh, that's why uh, you will hear me say many times, America needs to become the 110th country to give the boot to the Jews, boot them right out of the country. They've been barred, banned, and told never come back to 109. Uh, so that's saying something. 109 countries throughout the world don't want the Jews sticking their nose in their business. And America needs to become the 110th one. Now, the, and I've said this before, the Jews picked um, the dumbest race to manipulate. Plain and simple, uh, that may sound like a harsh way to put it, but it's the truth. Uh, you know, the Jews knew they couldn't manipulate uh, anybody. You know, you would have to be pretty dumb. So the Jews picked the black people. It is the Jews that have black people crying oppression, uh, crying about their ancestors were slaves in America. And you can't tell a black person the truth about it because they don't want to hear it. You know, uh, uh, they are, um, and I'm not saying all, but the average IQ of the black race is 70, borderline retarded. Once you put something into the mind of somebody with a 70 IQ or below, you can't get that out of their mind. You you can't show, uh, you couldn't show black people the truth uh, about Irish slaves here being treated worse than they were. Uh, you, you wouldn't be able to tell them, Whitey didn't bring you here, the Jews did. Uh, you wouldn't be able to tell them that. They, they, they just don't grasp uh, the idea. Um, uh, uh, some can't be educated to a level uh, above third grade. So, uh, you, you know, you just can't uh, talk sense uh, to someone that's uh, a silly-minded. But, you know, in America, our white history is being erased uh, because we're called uh, white supremacists. We're called racists. That we are to accommodate every non-white race in our white Christian country. Now, uh, that makes no sense to me. And when uh, things are taught to students about other races' histories in America, that people have a problem with it. Like this article. Uh, this comes from the news source, The Blaze. The headline is, Black mom sues Los Angeles schools over cotton field project at elementary school. Social justice teacher allegedly said it would demonstrate what slaves had endured. Okay, the blacks want to cry about being slaves, then what is wrong with uh, 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 that being taught in schools? You know, it's kind of a, a scenario, be damned if you do and be damned if you don't. Uh, you want your culture uh, lifted up about as far as you could lift it. And then when uh, a teacher is trying to explain something about slavery, then the blacks, they don't want to hear it. There's something wrong with it. I'm going to sue you. Look, you either want history taught or you don't. 
Uh, it's almost like uh, they don't want it known because I said, and I, I stand by that, uh, it's kind of the same way today because, you know, uh, slaves were given housing, clothing, uh, food, and turned for work. And I just did a uh, my commentary on Tuesday's show uh, was titled uh, "From the Cotton Fields to College." White people picked cotton, also. White people may not have picked cotton uh, in the fields with the blacks; uh, they were segregated. But white people pick cotton as well. And the idea of segregation, and I, I said that uh, on Tuesday's show too, uh, you know, uh, segregation isn't a bad thing. I, I, I use the same analogy Tuesday. Look at a farmer. He has cows in one field and horses in the other. Because they're both animals, but they both have different um, needs, so to say, different characteristics. And I'm sure the cows don't look at the horses and call them racist and vice versa. So, you know, you wouldn't even be able to teach some people this. And now here a, a black mom suing a school. A black mother filed a civil rights lawsuit against the Los Angeles Unified School District and the Board of Education last week over a cotton field project at an elementary school in 2017 that a social justice teacher allegedly said would demonstrate what African-American slaves had endured, the Los Angeles Times reported. Uh, Rashuhanda Pitts claimed in the lawsuit that her daughter has suffered extreme emotional distress over the project at Laurel Span School, the Times said. Now, how in the world could a black child have emotional distress over something that this child knows nothing about. Knows nothing about it. You know, if if you was to uh, teach an Irish child how their ancestors were slaves and treated worse than black slaves, that child isn't going to have any trauma over it. You know, children t uh, today, they don't care what happened yesterday. They don't care what happened last month. They don't care what happened 200 years ago. So, uh, you know, the idea of this black child suffering emotional distress is BS. This is somebody, uh, some black lady trying to uh, earn a quick buck. In addition to the district and school board, the suit names the school's then principal and social justice teacher as defendants, the paper said, adding that during the last five years, Laurel Span School has closed and a new school, Laurel Cinematic Arts Creative Tech Magnet, has replaced it. Uh, Pitt said she noticed in September of 2017 her daughter becoming very quiet and reserved. When her daughter used to vibrantly share her day with her mother, the lawsuit states, according to the Times. One day, Pitt saw a cotton field in front of the school as she was dropping off her daughter. And she called the school's office to speak with the principal, Amy Diaz, who was unavailable, the paper said, citing the lawsuit. Pitt spoke with an assistant principal, Brian Wiskaneski, 
who told the mom that her daughter's class was reading Frederick Douglass's autobiography and the cotton field was created so students could have a real-life experience of slavery. The Times added, citing the lawsuit. Uh, I don't even know the rest of that. What was wrong with that? You know, uh, blacks want whites to feel sorry for them. Uh, so why not uh, uh, let children today see what slaves went through? But listen, not just black ones. It needs to be taught uh, truthfully that it wasn't just black slaves. There were white slaves also. And there were black slave owners as well in America. Let's teach the truth. Uh, you know, they talk about reparations uh, for uh, ancestors of slaves, black ones. Uh, I have yet heard talk of reparations for my Irish ancestors. What about that? Uh, the truth needs to be taught fully, 100%, not just one point of view. Okay, let's see what else I have here. Okay, here we go. Now, you know, uh, uh, the blacks cry, uh, they're discriminated against. Listen to this. This comes from the Washington Free Beacon. The headline to this is, Minnesota Public Schools Changes Rules to Lay Off White Teachers Before Minorities. Yeah, whitey gets the axe before uh, a black teacher. Policy openly discriminates against white teachers based only on the color of their skin, lawyer says. Minnesota Public Schools reached an agreement with its teachers' union to institute a policy that will discriminate against white teachers during layoffs, according to the report from Alpha News. The agreement, which the union reached in March following a two-week strike, upends the security-based the seniority-based layoff system under which teachers who have been employed the least amount of time are the first to be fired. Under the new rules, if a minority teacher is set to be laid off, the district will instead fire the next least senior teacher, who is white. If laying off a teacher who is a member of a population under represent underrepresented among licensed teachers in the site, the district shall access the next senior teacher who is not a member of an underrepresented population, reads the agreement, which goes into effect next spring. The justification for the racial discrimination is to remedy the continuing effects of past discrimination, according to the school district. Uh, Minnesota Public Schools policy is the latest example of teachers' efforts to institute policies favoring minority teachers and hiring compensation in order to achieve racial equity. Staff at New York City's elite Dalton School in 2020 demanded the administration pay off black faculty students' debt, the Washington Free Beacon reported. Uh, the Minnesota policy also favors minorities when the dis district reinstates teachers. 
the districts shall deprioritize the more senior teachers who is not a member of an underrepresented population. In order to recall a teacher who is a member of a population underrepresented among the licensed teachers, the agreement says. James Dickey, senior trial counselor, counsel of Upper Midwest Law Center, told Alpha News the policy is racially discriminatory and unconstitutional. The collective bargaining agreement openly discriminates against white teachers based only on the color of their skin and not their seniority or merit, Dickey said. Minneapolis teachers and taxpayers who oppose government-sponsored racism like this should stand up against it. And it's true that they're racist against white people in our white Christian country. This is what I don't get. This is our country. Uh, instead of being happy that you get to partake of the fruits that God has blessed his chosen people, the white race, instead of a thank you from the non-white races that are in this country, we're called names, white supremacist, uh, uh, racist, and, and things like that, when actually we should be getting a thank you. Uh it's unbelievable. Well, I am going to close out this evening's uh, show. I need to find this. <coughs> okay. Uh, I always try to end the show on uh, something that... Uh, at least I find funny. And uh, I'm sure some of my listeners uh, will also uh, find this funny. I mean, it's not funny about uh, the law enforcement involved, but this comes from the news source, The Blaze. And the headline is, Alabama City disbands police department and terminates chief, assistant chief, after officer sends text message containing racist joke. Now, you know, we've all heard uh, uh, the many uh, racist jokes uh, out there. Uh, this one uh, I had never heard. Uh, and you know what? You don't see Polish people taking offense to Polish jokes. You don't see white people taking offense to a white joke, but when you say a joke about a black person, uh, they get, or uh, that race, they get uh, uh, pretty upset, and I think the reason they get upset is the truth hurts, because the joke uh, usually uh, has some truth to it. Uh, the Alabama city of Vincent has disbanded its police department and fired its chief and assistant chief after an officer sent a text message containing a racist joke, AL.com reported. Vincent officials confirmed the officer sent the text message, after which the city council approved a resolution to terminate police chief James Strargley and assistant chief John L. Uh, Goss and disband the police department, the outlet added. 
Mayor uh, James Lattimore confirmed that we passed a resolution with intent to pass an ordinance to disband the police department, AL.com said. Now, now here we go. Uh, this this uh, uh, police department will get disbanded over a simple joke. And guess what? As soon as a black person in that area needs a cop and they call and there is no one there or they have to wait uh, a half an hour or or how much longer it would take for a state trooper uh, to get there to help this black person, they'll be crying about how long it took. Uh, uh, oh, my poor Jojo. He laid there and bled out because his co uh, cousin, Jermaine, stabbed him a hundred times. And it took the police and the ambulance two hours to get there. Well, this is why, because over a simple joke, the police department, gone, poof. And uh, it's, I kind of like the uh, a joke here. Uh, an individual identified as 752 texts the question, what do you all call a pregnant slave? And an identified recipient responds twice with a question mark and then two question marks. 752 replies, buy one, get one free. So uh, there, I'm not even going to uh, finish the article out, but uh, there, um, that's what they were fired for. What do y'all get, what do y'all call a pregnant slave? Buy one, get one free. Uh, so uh, there you have it. Um, It's crazy to me uh, how the non-whites in America will cry <coughs> about the simplest things. And uh, uh, our white society has taken care of these people uh, for generation upon generation. Still, where the police department was banned. Uh, pretty soon, uh, uh, Shanae calls the cops because their cousin, Jermaine, is uh, uh, beating the hell out of uh, Shaquan, uh, stabs him. Uh, they call the police, and it takes the police uh, two hours to get there because due to the blacks protesting, the police department was disbanded, and yet they still want uh, a top-of-the-notch service after uh, with a police department that they have uh, totally destroyed. Uh, it makes no sense. No sense at all. Uh, what crazy times uh, we live in. Uh, I will be back here uh, next Tuesday, August 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on White Pride Radio with a new The Rust Belt Klansman show. Uh, look me up on uh, VK. Uh, VK is uh, Russia's version of Facebook, and ironically, uh, on VK, you can say uh, what you want. You have freedom of speech. On a Russian uh, site, here in America, you can't say uh, what you want to on Facebook. You, are, uh, you can't even be right-wing on Facebook. You can't be Christian on Facebook. But and then look who owns Facebook, folks. All the leaks of people's information that has gotten out there, uh, 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 sticking their nose in people's personal uh, affairs on Facebook, reading people's messages on Messenger. Mark Zuckerberg. 
Zuckerberg, folks. That is a Jewish name. So, you know, like I said earlier. Uh, also, uh, uh, I was on Facebook for a while, and it, you know, I just got tired of it. I got tired of being banned for, uh, you know, I wasn't allowed to give an opinion. Uh, you know, uh, black people were allowed to get on there and uh, uh, threaten white people, threaten to kill them, and Zuckerberg turns uh, a blind eye to that. But as soon as a white person even posts something about being proud to be white or being proud to be Christian, uh, guess what? 30 days in jail. Uh, it went from 30 days in jail for me to uh, permanent bans. Uh, three three weeks in a row, three three straight times, set up new account, banned forever. Uh, they quit giving me 30-day uh, uh, jail time on Facebook to permanent bans. And I only kept going back because uh, uh, I have uh, some satisfaction knowing uh, that, you know, you're not going to shut me up. I actually have a profile there now, uh, just sitting there, not doing anything. Uh, but just to, uh, I don't know, uh, just makes me feel good knowing I, you know, I got one over on you. Uh, you got to be a little bit smarter. Uh, so anyhow, um, after I quit advertising and stuff on Facebook, I'm also on Truth Social. I am there uh, myself, uh, individually, uh, at Sir Paul Brown. <coughs> The sir doesn't, uh, I'm not implying that uh, I'm some kind of royalty or something, but you know when you, uh, <coughs> when you're starting an account somewhere and they ask you for a username, uh, Paul Brown is a pretty popular name. Uh, but hey, I'm the white one. I'm one of the white ones. Uh, so you know you can't use that name. So being a uh, knight in the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, I thought, well, I'll try Sir uh, Paul Brown, and that name was uh, there. So that's the only reason, uh, the Sir Paul Brown. Uh, but I'm there individually on Truth Social at uh, Sir Paul Brown. The show is there, too, uh, at the Rust Belt Klansman Show. Uh, so look up the show. Uh, follow the show. Uh, I have a couple of... Uh, loyal followers uh, there now, uh, so uh, come to True Social. Uh, I haven't had a problem there either, uh, advertising anything. Uh, I want to uh, bring up these two events. I want to uh, mention these two events before I close out uh, the show. Uh, the first one is the Knights Party Fellowship and uh, Family Gathering. That is coming up this Labor Day weekend, September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Uh, and that is being held at the Soldiers Across Bible Camp in rural Boone County, Arkansas. Uh, this is the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan's annual gathering. Uh, it closes out on Sunday, uh, uh, September 4th, with the cross-lighting and naturalization. Uh, so, And this is a family uh, event. Uh, I'll read the uh, ad here to it. Uh, we certainly hope to see you at this gathering of friends and family coming soon. It will be held at the Soldiers of the Cross Bible Camp located in rural Boone County, Arkansas on September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and will conclude with a beautiful traditional cross-lighting ceremony on the 4th. There is no charge for attending, 
all white people of good moral character are invited. This year's theme is New Dawn Coming. Speakers will include Mr. Tom Bowie, Mr. Steve Kukla, Mrs. Rachel Pendergraft, Mr. Jason Robb, Mr. Joseph Demo, and Mr. Eddie Miller of Blood River Radio. And, of course, uh, uh, Mr. Thomas Robb. Uh, uh, Thomas Robb is the National Director of the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. Miss Rachel Pendergraft is the National Organizer of the Knights Party. And Mr. Jason Robb is Legal Counsel uh, of the Knights Party. Uh, then it asks here, are you discouraged with events happening in our nation? Perhaps feeling a little depressed when watching the news? There is a new day, a new dawn coming. This is the meeting you can't afford to miss. You need to hear some good news. You and your whole family need to be here. This is held on private property. It is safe and secure. Uh, to register to attend, and we do ask that you register because uh, food is bought and uh, sold there uh, for the weekend, uh, this weekend event, at reasonable prices. So, uh, you know, we like to know about how many people are planning on attending so we know uh, how much food to uh, uh, buy. Uh, so to, to register to attend, call 870-427-3414, Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and on Friday, 10 a.m. till 12 noon. Uh, those are all central uh, times. And if you don't get an answer, keep trying, because uh, our leaders are uh, very busy uh, giving tours uh, at the Soldiers of the Cross Bible Camp uh, grounds, uh, giving tours, uh, giving interviews. Uh, so somebody can't always be uh, available to answer the phone. So if you call and don't get an answer, uh, keep trying. Uh, also, uh, uh, this is within distance of uh, hotels and motels. Uh, that you can stay at. There are uh, a there is a men's and a women's bunkhouse uh, with beds available. Uh, uh, register though and secure one of those uh, right away because uh, space is limited for the men's and women's bunkhouses. Uh, so make sure you call and uh, secure one of those beds. Uh, also, you can pitch a tent on the grounds there. And there is room for RVs. If you have an RV, uh, load up the family and uh, you can pull your RV uh, right into the property. Uh, also, uh, uh, Pastor Thomas Robb, uh, he wears uh, several hats. Uh, Mr. Thomas Robb is also the pastor of the Christian Revival Center uh, in Harrison, Arkansas. And uh, Pastor Rob will be uh, speaking at an annual at the annual Faith Baptist Church Homecoming Conference, and that is September 16th, 17th, and 18th. Uh, this conference is sponsored by Pastor Everett Ramsey of Faith Baptist Church, Houston, Missouri. Attendance is, is free for this also. Uh, other sp uh, speakers include Pastors Charles Jennings, Don Elmore, Dan Gaiman, Reed Benson, Matthew Dyer, Lawrence Blanchard, and uh, Young People Activities under the direction of Alex and Jill Robb. Uh, for information and to register for 
this uh, homecoming as a Faith Baptist Church, contact Linda Ramsey at 417-967-2011 or 314-814-1148. Two uh, great events coming up uh, next month. Be sure to attend. Uh, Be sure to attend both. Uh, if you have any news articles, uh, any things of special interest uh, you would like to share with the show, any thoughts, ideas, uh, suggestions, you can email those straight to the Rust Belt Klansman Show at heyrustbeltklansman at mail.com. Uh, very simple. It is all lowercase letters, heyrustbeltklansman at mail.com. Uh, you can also call into the show at area code 412 Two five four six two two six. I leave a voice message or a text. Uh, I don't answer that phone, unfortunately. I don't have time, uh, but you can leave a voice message or a text uh, if you send something in and it requires a thank you uh, for a news article or a suggestion or something, or if you have a question uh, for me personally, uh, you can email that in, call in and ask, or text it and ask. I read every email, I read every uh, text message, and I listen to every voice message. So if you send something in and it calls for a response, uh, I will most definitely uh, get back to you. Uh, Let's see here. Um, I have been ending the show with a prayer. And you know what? I wanted to get this up on the big screen because Tuesday evening I had problems reading uh this uh, let's see here okay i believe i can see this fairly well uh everyone bow your heads i trust in you my god and i will not be ashamed you are faithful to exalt those who humbly come before you recognizing your sovereignty and giving you their devotion. I will perish in my pursuit of your righteous kingdom. According to the Holy Spirit you have shared with me, I will stand steadfast and courageously against the enemies attempting to cause me to doubt your goodness and the faithfulness of your promises. You truly are a God of your word, bringing calamity on the arrogant and wicked, whom you have promised to receive it, and rewarding those who have put their hope in you as evidenced by their pursuit of righteousness. Preserve me according to your good will. Amen. Um, I've been trying to end the show on a good note, and, uh, you know, what better way uh, than a prayer? Uh, uh, You know, and white brothers and sisters out there, we have to uh, uplift each other. Uh, we need to put a hand out uh, instead of a foot to our white brothers and sisters. So uh, uh, be there for them. Um, there is no shame in loving your God and loving your race. Uh, it is not racist to do so. Uh, don't let the mainstream media, don't let the government, and uh, you know, don't uh, be fooled by the BS. Uh, Love your God and love your race. 
As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, the Invisible Knight, White Power! <laughs>